Hi, my name is Denek. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, and you're listening to my podcast called Zdenek's English Podcast. Here is another episode. Have fun. Hi everyone, welcome to the next English podcast. You are listening to the Jubilee 250th episode of this podcast. Isn't that great? I think it's time to celebrate another milestone of this podcast. And I decided to celebrate by reading out some messages and emails that I have actually recently received from the listeners. Well, I say recently, some of the messages and emails... Um, come from about two months ago or a month ago. Basically, to cut a long story short, I am re-recording an episode which I have already done before. But unfortunately, and this is annoying and it pains me to admit it, the previous recording got lost. I accidentally deleted it uh, along with another episode, unfortunately. I'm kind of gutted about it. I'm worked up. Because the one that got lost was with Nrup and my cousin Honza and it was recorded on New Year's Eve. And it was a great, great recording. Unfortunately, this happened. I can't really re-record the one with Nrup and Honza because I don't have them right here, right now. And also it's no longer New Year's Eve, so um, the, the, the occasion is kind of gone. However, I can at least fix the episode um, uh, in which I was reading out the comments and uh, responding to emails and messages from my listeners. So let's do that at least. Also, um, I have to I have to be honest with you. I am not feeling that well. Actually, I'm feeling slightly better now. I'm on the mend. Um, that's because about two, two days ago at night, I got terribly sick. I was throwing up everywhere. You don't want me to go into details. It's quite disgusting, actually. Um, I did use a bucket, guys. Don't worry. But it was very, very unpleasant, to put it mildly. So please bear with me if my voice is still not 100%. Okay? So first of all, I have a few announcements to make before I get to the comments uh, or emails. Number one, um, I'm working on a website. Uh, you can check out the working progress. Um, actually, uh, there is a domain, obviously, because uh, if you have a website, you need a domain because you need to pay for the domain in order to maintain it. And the website is teachersdenek.com. Uh, there are different sections on this website. Um, there is a section about my teaching. Then there is a section about Kingdoms of Deceit, which is my game. As you know, and there are also both of my podcasts. So there is a Czech podcast as well as this one, the English one. And um, right now the website does not look that good. Uh, so I don't want to get your hopes up. I don't want you to have any high expectations yet. Because to be honest, I am kind of rubbish at this. You know, I'm quite bad at... Uh, making websites, so I needed a help of my friend, but he doesn't really have time for me. Anyway, I should probably learn it by myself because this website 
is in WordPress. So those of you who know what WordPress is, basically any average internet user should be able to make their own website using WordPress because it's kind of designed in a way that you can get it even if you are a um, layman, you know. So anyway, it's gonna take some time before there is the final product which I am satisfied with, but hopefully sooner or later we'll get there. So we will see, we will see. Uh, I'll try to pick my friend's brain as much as I can, obviously, if I'm stuck or something, but hopefully in the end we will get there. And you can check the working progress once again, teachersdenek at, uh, sorry, sorry, did I say at before? I hope not. So again, teachersdenek.com, very simple. Um, the second announcement is about Luke's English Podcast. As you know, I have been featured in Luke's English Podcast episodes 569 and 570. I have talked about this at great length. Um, I did a language analysis episode where I looked at the mistakes I had, I had made in the interview. So that's something that you might already be aware of. Uh, I know it for a fact that a lot of new listeners actually joined Zdenek's English podcast uh, after me featuring on Luke's English podcast. The number of listeners has, I would say, about doubled or possibly even tripled, but I think doubled sounds more like it. And obviously this is great and I was always hoping it would happen. And um, so that's, that's, that's amazing. But it all depends whether the listeners stay or if they just want to check the podcast out. So it's still kind of skewed, you know, it's still kind of distorted. I'm not sure like what the numbers actually mean because it could just be that people were curious to check. They just wanted to check out what my podcast was about. But either way, it's fine by me. Um, I didn't want you to remind this that I have featured on the next English podcast, which you possibly quite likely already know if you are a long term listener to my podcast. And if you are a, a new listener, then you most likely come from Luke's English podcast. So you would have heard uh, me um, in that episode on Luke's English podcast. Therefore, it's not necessary for, for me to remind you that. But I want to tell you something else. Luke has recently published four premium episodes called Language Review for Lab, episodes 569 to 570. Yes, you guessed it, featuring me. Four full episodes, each of them at least one hour long, in which he goes through the language we used in those two episodes and he does it in a different way than I did it because in my case I focused on the mistakes I made and I tried to fix them. Um, Luke, however, is looking at um, just bits of language, useful phrases, idioms and phrasal verbs which naturally came up in our conversation and um, it's really interesting because um, it gives me a different perspective on my own English because he's kind of positive. He's just picking up on all these bits of language and he is giving funny and interesting examples. It's definitely interesting stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, you might really like these four episodes. However, there's a catch. Yes, the catch is that these episodes um, are part of the Luke's English Podcast premium subs subscription. So in order to be able to listen to them, 
you will have to become a subscriber of Luke's English Podcast Premium. I highly recommend you to do that, obviously, because I am a premium listener myself and I never regretted the decision to become one. Luke does a lot of no-nonsense teaching in these kinds of episodes and I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, it essentially provides a unique perspective uh, at my own job. This is what I do myself. Yeah, I'm a teacher too. So it is really, really interesting to sort of have this opportunity to see things from a different angle. Besides, the price is more than reasonable. It's about $4 a month. But you can also get it cheaper if you pay for a year. I think it's about 35 uh, American dollars. You save a lot of money. So I highly recommend it and not because of these four episodes only. For example, he has recently featured a fantastic interview with his wife, which I liked so much that I even used the vocabulary that he teaches in, in that interview in my own classes, in classes with my own students, because I thought it was amazing. So that was with Luke's permission, by the way. So there you go. Obviously, at this point, I should also remind you that there is a way to support my podcast too. If you go to podbean.com, and I have noticed a lot of you go there and subscribe, actually, you can click my podcast and become a patron of it. This really makes a huge difference to me if you do that. You can pledge me $1 a month. Uh, so far, I have more patrons for the Czech podcast, actually, which is slightly surprising because my Czech podcast has about three times fewer listeners than this one. So if you want, you can do something about it, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice a little bit. Uh, you can do something about it if you want. And as a reward, you will get one extra patron-only episode every month and also my gratitude which is obviously priceless. Seeing um, I have patrons gives me a sense of commitment. And obviously, uh, that means that I keep producing the podcast. I know there has been a little break recently, but, you know, I'll always make it up to you. You need to give me... So I just sometimes need time for myself, you know? Anyway, there are more ways to support the podcast if you have no money or don't feel like sending me any because you think I don't deserve it or because you don't want to, you know, spend money on podcasts. That's fine too. It's your prerogative, of course. But uh, still, you can help out in other ways, such as you could tell your friends, your colleagues. You could share my podcast on social media. One click can make a huge difference because someone might notice it and Bob's your uncle, maybe more people can come or it could change somebody's life or I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably not, but who knows? This is not a big podcast, so every listener counts. Also, don't forget, you can write a review on iTunes. I actually don't have that many reviews on iTunes and I think it could really help me promote this podcast if I had some. So if you haven't written a review yet, please um, go to iTunes and write me a review. I will be really pleased if you do that. So that's it. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode because there is lots to talk about, a lot of messages and emails to go through. So let's not waste any more time. So I say there are a lot of messages and emails. That's because 
the sources of these messages are different. I received some of them as emails and there were more messages, for example, on Luke's English Podcast website. I'm not actually mentioning those. So why are there so many messages? And to be to be exact, I have got 10 emails and messages I want to go through. So why so many? Well, clearly, my appearance of Lu- on Luke's English Podcast has played its part in this. It is the main reason, I think, because normally I get fewer messages from the listeners. I'm not whinging or whining or moaning or crying or complaining. It's just a fact. Some of these messages are long, some of them are short, some of them are medium size. To be honest, size doesn't matter here on Zenex English Podcast. Or does it? Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, I'm not going into that because I don't think it's interesting by any stretch of the imagination. Instead, I should tell you that some of these messages come from listeners that are actually English teachers themselves. And what's also interesting about these messages is that they are from people from all around the world. Very, very diverse, which I always enjoy. It's just fun. It's just fun. Imagine all the messages were, for example, from from Greece. Nothing against Greek people. Obviously, I would love to receive a message from uh, from a Greek person. But 10 messages from Greece? Mm, I'm not sure. I would rather get one from Greece, one from Spain, one from China, one from Brazil, one from, let's say, Saudi Arabia, one from Russia, and so on. You know, it's just more interesting and diverse. I like it more. So... It is kind of like that. I, I got messages from all around the world. Also, I have to admit that I may have forgotten about some messages. If you have recently sent me a message and you are expecting me to read it out, um, again, I don't want to get your hopes up because I may have actually not decided to read this message out for one reason or another. But I definitely replied to that email or message because this is what I always do, okay? I always reply. Uh, so if I haven't um, included the, me- the email or message in this, it could be because I have forgotten, obviously, that could have happened. Or I decided not to include it, okay? So let's go. Let's do this. You're listening to the next English podcast. Enjoy the show. So the first message is from Lawrence and it goes like this. Hello, Zdenek. I'm a subscriber to your podcast. I know you because I'm a lapster too. Although I'm a big fan of Luke's, I now prefer your podcast. You are an example for me. I'm a French 21-year-old girl. I still don't know what to do with my life. I love Japan and its culture. My dream would be to live there and teach English. I heard they only hire native speakers there. It completely discouraged me to take Celta or Delta like you if it doesn't allow me to teach in Japan. What do you think? Thank you for everything you brought me so far. You gave me the ambition to be as good as you are and it means a lot to me. So first of all, thanks a lot, Florence, from uh, France. It's lovely to receive a message like this, as always. And uh, thank you for um, your compliments. It's really kind of you. So uh, you say that you now prefer my podcast to Luke's English podcast? What? Have you gone insane? Or have you lost your marbles? Um, I don't know what you are doing. 
But, uh, you know, Luke's English podcast is by far greater podcast than this podcast. We shouldn't even be comparing these two. It's like comparing apples and oranges. But, of course, I, I, I take your compliment. It's very kind of you. It's very kind of you. You're saying that you still don't know what to do with your life? Well, not sure if I'm the best person to give you advice here because I have been there myself so many times. Uh, it's just phases we go through, you know. Some people just know, right? Some people just know what to do right away. Uh, but there are some people who are a little bit like indecisive, you know. Maybe they doubt themselves a little bit or they just don't know which path to take. And I've been there myself many a time. Don't be frustrated. It will eventually unravel for you. It will eventually unfold. And uh, I hope whatever happens in your life, uh, whatever direction it takes, I hope it will be a good one. Um, you say that you're a little bit worried that it might be hard for you to find a job as an English teacher in Japan and that it's discouraging you from taking the exams. Again, you have no idea how much I understand you there because a lot of things have discouraged me, especially if you go against the odds, if you kind of go against the current, you know, like what I mean by this is if you're, for example, a minority or as a non-native English speaker trying to find a job abroad as a teacher of the target language, come on, it's a little bit, you know, out of ordinary. So obviously I understand what you mean, but we just have to keep going and you need to show them that you have what it takes. You need to convince them uh, that perhaps you are different in some way. You know, I think we we have some things that the native speakers don't have um, as teachers. So what you need to do is to work on yourself and try to sell yourself. But it's, it doesn't come... Uh, for free, you know, you will have to do some work as well. So keep listening to podcasts and keep working on your own English. And you should really do those exams anyway. Even if you don't end up in Japan, you could end up in a different place. You know, you never know. Anyway, thank you very much for this lovely email. It's very flattering and uh, I am humbled by what you wrote about my podcast, obviously. Um, it's great to hear that uh, my work has inspired you so much. I just hope that everything works out for you well in the end and that your dreams uh, will be fulfilled. Uh, fingers crossed. Now, another email comes from Victor from Spain and it goes like this. Hi, Zdenek. My name is Victor from Spain. I've been listening to your podcast since last December. I found out about your podcast through LAP. I can't really tell you which my favorite episode is, as I have played just a few so far. I found the one you recorded, Walking Fast with Your Friends, episode 243, quite original though, but it was a little bit difficult to understand for my English level, which is B2, and probably because of your friend's slightly strong accent, deep breathing, recording outside, etc. I'm committed to keep on listening to the next English podcast and other podcasts as means of becoming C1. Uh, congratulations to the next English podcast. Cheers, Victor from Spain. So first of all, once again, thank you very much for this lovely email, Victor. I am glad that you uh, gave my podcast a chance. Uh, 
And uh, it's really interesting what you're saying. And I think you're probably referring to one of those Road to Civilization episodes. I think specifically you're talking about the one I recorded with Nrup and Honza on the New Year's Eve. The one that didn't get lost. And, um, well, I have to tell Nrup that he deeps, that he breathes, not deeps, that he breathes heavily and uh, he should um, do something about his strong accent. Actually, I kind of like Nrup's accent because it's Indian accent and it's cool, it's different. You know, sometimes we should not be ashamed of our accents, guys. I think uh, this is what happens to some of us. You know, accent is not everything and it gives you some sort of identity and it can be really like, you know, cute in a way. So we should probably not talk about it that much. Anyway, thanks a lot, Victor from Spain for this email. And next email comes from Daniel from Italy, a long term listener. He must be one of the most loyal listeners I have. He does regularly send me emails and his email goes like this. Hi Zdenek, I listened to the first part of Luke's podcast featuring you and I enjoyed it very much. By the way, you did not mention on your podcast, or was it me who didn't get it, whatever, that you were a kind of linchpin at your job. Wow, that's impressive and proves that where there is will, there is a way. And you are a dependable guy too, in brackets. <laughs> Lovely email. Thank you very much, Daniel. By the way, this is not everything. Uh, he goes on to speak about uh, something that I'm not going to mention because it relates uh, my request that I sent to Daniel. I asked him to, to help me with the logos. Recently, the logos have been upgraded. The logos for the next English podcast and the logo for my Czech podcast as well. And Daniel, because he's a graphic designer, he was actually helping me with that. And I think he did a great job. I like the new logo. I like it more than the previous one. And most people were very positive about it. So, um, yeah, so he says, take care. Ciao, Daniel from Italy. Thank you, Daniel, for this lovely email. And as always, I'm very happy that I have you as my listener. Um, I think there is an episode with Daniel in the archive. I think there is one. I think he took part in the, in the competition that I launched uh, to celebrate the occasion on 100th episode of the Next English Podcast, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, he has a competition entry there. Um, so that was Daniel from Italy. I'm probably mispronouncing his name as always, but, uh, you know, um, it is what it is. So the next one is Sergey from Russia. I am getting a little bit confused because I know there are more Sergeys that listen to the next English podcast. I know there is one Sergey from uh, Ukraine and then there is this Sergey from Russia. So I don't know who is who anymore, but I know one of you is with I and the other is with Y. Anyway, the, the email from Sergey goes like this. I am a Zep Ninja, like lots of your listeners. Traditionally, I never send any messages to pod hosts, so this one is kind of coming out. Zep is a great podcast. I used to listen to many ESL podcasts, lots of BBC podcasts, some American podcasts. But now, if you look at my phone, you would see just two subscriptions to Zep and to Lab. I got to know about you from Luke's English podcast. My first reflection was non-native host of ESL podcast. Mm. 
but I decided to try and became a permanent listener. Sometimes I'm thinking, what makes your podcast so attractive? And I conclude, this must be primarily because you are a real guy, not a Hollywood star or a famous singer. And your success is a result of your own hard work. I like Luke, but you see, he had a huge advantage at the beginning, being a native speaker and living in the UK. You had to work much harder to get comparable achievements. This is your weakness and your force at the same time, because it shows people that everything is possible if one does not stop and continue work hard day by day as that guy. You were complaining about the fear of making mistakes, but I hadn't realized how strong this feeling had been until the latest episode. That fixer is fun, but he's so destructive for your brain. Please don't let him control you. You have excellent level of English and making mistakes during the interview is absolutely normal and expected. I always make lots of mistakes when talking publicly, even in my mother tongue. Obviously, it's up to you. I think it would be nice to have your explanations without the fixer, but with your own positive and cheerful voice. You know, learners are usually afraid of speaking a foreign language because of mistakes. And teachers usually tell them that it's okay to make mistakes. I'm afraid Fixer might reinforce these fears. Well, I've been listening to Zap for a few years. And my favorite episodes are those about Delta course. I'm not a teacher. I'm just a programmer of Android devices at Sbernbank in Moscow. These episodes show uh, your mental force the most and prove that very idea of hard work that I mentioned before. I wish you and your podcast the best. I'm sure you're able to achieve everything you want. It might seem difficult now, but you definitely can do it. Lots of listeners are just too shy to write a letter, but this doesn't mean that we don't exist. We listen to every episode. Best regards, Sergey. Wow. So when I first read this email, it left me completely speechless. It is such a powerful email. First of all, obviously, he's heaping a lot of praise on me. So who wouldn't like to uh, listen to praise, right? That, that's, I think that's only natural because it boosts your ego. But this email basically is a very, very well-written email. It's a very good piece of writing. And, uh, well, it has a great effect on the reader being me. Wow, what an amazing email this is. Such a powerful message. And of course, thanks for your praise. I do appreciate you talking to me in this kind of way, obviously, because who wouldn't like to hear such encouraging comments? And it's just amazing. You know, I'm lost for words, basically. So you are saying that you only have two podcasts in your podcasting app in your first paragraph. Was it the first paragraph? No, actually, it's the second paragraph. But anyway, in your first paragraph, you speak about the coming out. Obviously, it's a great privilege that you chose this podcast for your coming out. I mean, I'm really honored. And um, secondly, you say that you only have two subscriptions in the second paragraph. And one of them is Zep and the other one is Lap. You know, if you said that you have one subscription in your podcasting app and it's Zap, 
It wouldn't be such a strong message as saying that you have two subscriptions and one of them is Lab and the other one is Zap. Honestly, like the, the very thought of even being compared to Lux English Podcast is just, it's just unimaginable for me. I don't really think that I merit that. I mean, I think I've got the numbers. I've got an archive full of episodes. And I think I have been um, improving. Obviously, we will hear on that front a bit more in this episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a huge and absolutely immense privilege to hear words like that. It's it's huge amount of praise, basically. Uh, I'm not sure I can take so much praise, but it's 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 just something I'm not sure I can handle anymore, you know. I'm probably going to cry or something. No, I don't want to play it down. I'm just, I'm just, I just don't know what to say, you know? Like, you know how you can get awkward in social situations sometimes? Like, you don't know how to respond. Uh, for example, when somebody gives you a compliment. I think this is probably how I feel now, you know? I don't really know what to say. I shouldn't probably say anything. You mentioned, um, you mentioned when you first heard about a podcast run by a non-native uh, host uh that uh you were kind of eh, you know you were a little bit uh skeptical about it at first but you decided to give it a go well well guess what i was skeptical about it myself and i think it comes through in these episodes i i had lack of confidence and there was like i had this inferiority complex because i knew i was kind of following luke's example so it i it just wasn't the same as it is now, to be honest. I'm, I feel much more comfortable about this podcast now, okay? Uh, you also say that the reason uh, you, you find this podcast so attractive is because you think that I am a real guy. Well, you bet I'm a real guy. Of course I am. I like that. I like that expression, a real guy, a genuine guy. Yeah, I guess I am. I'm no Hollywood star or anything like that. And uh, I am terrible with promoting my podcast. I should really find a way to to promote it much better than I'm doing. So that's why I came up with this website. We will see. We will see. Okay. Now, regarding the fixer, I think you actually have a point. So you may have noticed that there was another uh, episode in which I went through some mistakes. And this time I did not use the fixer. You know, I, I still think it's kind of fun, the fixer, but I will use it sparingly, I promise. I will not use the fixer every single time. Uh, I will only dig him out when I feel like it. Because I think you are kind of right. It's 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 a fair point that you're making. It, it might actually be self-destructive for me. Uh, but I just thought it would make good comedy, so that's why I went for it. And I, I don't mind making fun of myself because... Sometimes, you know, sometimes you take yourself too seriously and you have to realize that it's not always the way to go. I mean, you should not undermine yourself, which I have done in the past, like I've sabotaged myself in the past. But also, um, uh, I have done, I've been on the opposite spectrum as well. So, you know, you have to find a life balance. Don't take yourself too seriously, just be able to make fun of yourself. It does help you live the life you want. It, it, I think it's, it's, um, 
one of the prerequisites to being happy you know it's like one of the key factors it's one of the without being able to make fun of yourself you cannot really be happy so you know it's absolutely fine if i make fun of myself with the fix a little bit at the same time you are right that perhaps because of the fixer i get more self-conscious and less confident and stuff like that so i see what you mean makes sense um you're saying that you're just a programmer well i don't think uh, the word just uh, justifies itself there uh, because i happen to know one programmer and i know the programmers are extremely smart people and i i, I think they also uh, earn a decent salary so you know i always had respect for programmers actually uh, one dutch programmer helps me with denix english with what am i talking about with my game kingdoms of the sea he does help me script the game in tabletop simulator so i know the programmers are f- smart people so i'm not sure if the word just is justified there anyway um you you you're saying that you you are sure that I achieve everything I want? Yeah, well, as long as my aims are realistic, which is not always the case, I think you are right. And I think we should all have this positive mindset. But I think part of the reason we don't achieve our aims sometimes, obviously, is because we are lazy, but also maybe because we are setting our goals too high. And uh, maybe there comes a point where when we basically stress ourselves too much, and give up because because the the games were uh, the games the aims were not achievable. I think that's uh, something that can happen. Okay, so yeah, another email comes from Janet, Janet from China, and it goes like this: My name is Janet from China. So this morning I was listening to Luke's English podcast, and the latest episode from his podcast list is about your interview. After that, I searched your podcast. I could get the result, but I just can't listen to any episode or follow your podcast. Maybe the reason is because of the government control or something else. I'm currently teaching English in China and I'm also a lifetime English learner, I believe. I'm just wondering, what is the age range of your students? Also, is it possible that we can have teaching skills exchange or communication sometimes? I was teaching IELTS speaking part last year, the year of 2018, and I'm going to teach high school students later because having summer holiday and winter holiday is very attractive thing to me at the moment. Hope to get your reply. Kind regards, Janet. Thank you very much, Janet, for your lovely email. I did reply to you. I think we exchanged several emails, so I'm not going to repeat everything I said uh, answering your questions. I'm just going to pick up on a few things you said. So first of all, you said you're teaching in China. Obviously, it's it's uh, great to hear from somebody teaching in China. But uh, I was just wondering, are you yourself Chinese? Because I don't think you said it here. Oh, you did say it. My bad. My bad. You are Chinese, or at least you're saying saying you're from China. So that probably means that you're Chinese and uh, you think you're a lifetime learner, which which is obviously something we have in common. Uh, also, you say you're a teacher like myself, so we are colleagues. But there is one thing that kind of 
resonated with me when you said when you mentioned the government control. Now I'm aware there is a certain level of censorship in China. I know this because when I speak to my students from China, they tell me about it. Now bear in mind these are students who are living here in the Czech Republic, studying at Czech school, uh, Czech language school, the school I teach at. So I'm aware there there are some problems, but I from what I can hear, it's getting better and better every single year. So I think China is becoming more liberal and open to all these websites. So hopefully one day you will have access you will have access to Facebook and YouTube and whatnot. And hopefully one day it will be easier for you to listen to the next English podcast as well. So I'm not sure if you can hear me now, actually. But if you do, please let me know if the situation improved. Or anybody, indeed, who is from China and listening to this, please let me know if you can actually listen to this podcast. Thank you very much, Janet. Oh, one more thing I would like to talk about. I was just wondering, is Janet your real name? I mean, I'm sorry if, if it sounds a bit rude or anything, but I know for a fact that a lot of my Chinese students, they just have English names and they sort of like nicknames, you know, and they adopted these names so that the English teachers or anybody who is not from China could pronounce their names. I mean... I, I see what you mean, because I know Chinese is a tonic language, so you have tones and it's really difficult for us to pronounce your names in a clear way. So I understand why I understand why you are doing this. At the same time, don't you think that this takes away from your real identity a little bit? I mean, it's okay to be called Janet, but why don't you tell me your real name? Is this because it's impossible to transcribe it uh, with um, letters? Or like, would you have to actually write it in Chinese characters? Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to pronounce it or something. You know what? If, you, if you're listening to just Janet, uh, please send me a voice message or something. Uh, send me an MP3 in an email uh, just to clarify this. Um, I didn't mean to put my foot in it, by the way. I just, I just, I'm just fascinated by this subject, kind of, because I know it happens here at my school as well. Okay, now the next email I received is actually from Slovakia, from Tomáš, and I am going to read the original email, okay, but I'm not sure if you'll be able to understand. Dobrý večer. Nejaký ten rok už počúvam Lukov podcast. O to viac ma potešilo, keď som počul nejakého našinca v jeho podcaste. Je sranda, že som sa o vás dozvedel práve odtiaľ. Určite do budúcna si pustím aj niek- niektoré z vašich podcastov, keďže váš rozhovor s Lukom bol veľmi príjemný. Na úrovni, no skrátka super. Želám vám do budúcna veľa úspechov v tom, čo robíte. Pozdravujem z Košic. So, now, <laughs> you're probably like listening to this and... Uh, looking at uh, the podcasting device in this uh, at, at your at your phone or whatever you're listening from with disbelief well don't worry i will not speak in this in this language anymore but i thought it would be more thematic if i actually read the email as i received it basically slovakian is a language that i understand and that's because uh, slovakia and czech republic used to be one country and our languages are very very similar uh, but however, we split up in 19, 
93. So we are now separate countries, but we used to share a lot, a lot of history. And, you know, it's just it's just normal for us to speak to Slovakians and to understand one another. I probably did not read it in a good Slovakian accent. I'm pretty sure about that. So now I'm going to try and translate this email into English. I'm not a translator and I'm definitely not a translator from Slovakian. So if it's not accurate, Tomáš, I apologize, okay? But I will do my best. So good evening. Uh, I've been listening to Luke's English podcast for quite some time. And, and that's why I've been pleased to hear our guy in his podcast. He's saying our guy, that's because we are really good friends with Slovakians, uh, as, me, as, our, as in our countries, I mean. So it's, it's absolutely fine for him to say that. Uh, we really feel like Slovakians are our brothers. So that's what he means, basically. Um, it is funny that I found out about you from there. He means from Luke's English podcast. For sure, I will play some more of your episodes in the future, since your podcast with Luke, your interview with Luke was so pleasant. Uh, it was good quality. It was just great. Uh, thank you. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I wish you um, a lot of success in the future and good luck in what you are doing. And um, I'm sending my regards from Košice. Košice is obviously a city in Slovakia, one of the largest cities in Slovakia. So, thank you very much, Tomáš. And, um, you know, it's it's always great to hear from somebody from Slovakia, obviously. I think you might be the first Slovakian, and I apologize if I have now insulted someone who, who has already messaged me from Slovakia. But I think you might be the first Slovakian that I am in touch because of uh, Zdenek's English podcast. So that's, that's, that's fantastic. I'm now editing this episode of the podcast and I've just realized that I am totally mispronouncing the name of the country. It should actually be Slovakia. So I'm really sorry and it won't happen again, I promise. Now, the next email comes from Christina in Italy. Hi Zdenek, I've just listened to your podcast. I know about it because I heard your conversation with Luke a few days ago. You did very well. Congrats to your podcast. I'm Italian. I have a degree in economics. I got my CELTA in the UK in 2017. I teach English in Milan. I'm a great fan of Luke's English podcast, which I listen to every morning before my lessons. So I thought it would be nice to say hi for the things we have in common, especially the fact that as a non-native speakers, uh, especially the fact that as non-native speakers, we might make mistakes. I personally find my English gets worse if I just practice with my students. I tend to relax and speak better when I speak with natives or non-natives with high level of English. Okay then, have a lovely weekend, Christina from Italy. So thank you very much, Christina. What a great email this is. And um, well, you said that you listened to our conversation few days ago. Well, in fact, I think now it was maybe a few months ago. That's because I'm responding to this so late. But as I said before, I have replied to all these emails. And if I haven't, please message me again, uh, because 
it would really be embarrassing for me if I forgot to respond to an email, but it could happen, you know, we're just human beings, aren't we? So you said that you did your CELTA in the UK. Oh, that's impressive. Um, so another colleague of mine, another English teacher, that this is really great. I love to hear from uh, um, from the people like myself. It's It's great because we can share our views and ideas and we understand one another. You know, it's not always easy. We can also share the bad moments. Okay, we can empathize a lot. It's, it's just lovely. And you say that you tend to relax and speak better when natives are around. Hmm, that's interesting. I think I kind of understand you. I mean, definitely my English gets worse when I am with uh, when I'm around my students and I don't have any other influence on my own English. It's just natural thing to happen, I think. That is why it's some sort of a psychology, psychology hygiene or psychological hygiene or something. You actually listen to podcasts and to the radio. So recently I've, I've actually been listening to a lot of LBC radio. I wonder if any of you are familiar with that, but it's a fantastic radio which you can all listen to because they also have an app. I think it's called Global, LBC Global. And it's just, it's just great radio. So this is something I do uh, as, as a routine in order to fix my English or fix, fix the, let's say, fix the exposure that I have. But you also say that you tend to relax when you're around natives. That's interesting. I mean, for me, it sometimes does work like that. Uh, but sometimes it's actually kind of ties my hands because I want to show off my best English and it doesn't always happen. and. And obviously they tend to speak more because they are natives. So they are more confident than me in the language most of the time. Not all of them, but most of them, okay? I know some native speakers who actually seem to be less confident in speaking than in speaking English than me. But I think it's usually exceptions. So I just wanted to say that I, don't, I think I kind of got lost in the point I was making. I think I kind of lost my point there. But what I wanted to say is that there could be two sides of the coin. And on one hand, it might be easier for you to speak with natives if you relax. Maybe it makes you relax more, as you were saying, or something. But on the other hand, it could um, tie your hands a little bit. Yeah, that's the point I was making. Yeah, got it. So, thanks very much, Christina from Italy. Lovely to receive an email from you. The next email comes from Cassia from Poland and goes like this. Hi Zdenek, I've just heard your podcast, Luke's English Podcast to be exact. I have to say that you're an amazing person. Your determination is inspirational. I'm also an English teacher, but not as well qualified as you. I'm a big fan of LAP. Now I have another favorite podcast. I've been teaching Polish literature for over 20 years, but I know some, let's say, communicative English I was a self-taught learner and suddenly, right after my 40th birthday, I decided to study English. I got my master's degree, but to be honest, I am still struggling with some issues. I became pretty fluent thanks to italki. I found a guy from London who I am teaching Polish and uh, we have had conversations for three years and these conversations are pretty good. We are friends in real life and I often meet him and his lovely wife. I just wanted to say that what you have achieved is very important. It's a living proof that you can teach English at a very good level, 
even if you are non-native. I share Luke's opinion, you cannot learn any second language without using it every day. School teaching doesn't solve the problem. I'm, I wish you all the best, Zdenek. Keep going. Your Polish colleague, Kasia. Thank you, Kasia. I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing your name. And if I am, I am sorry. It's another teacher that got back to me. Isn't this wonderful? All these teachers messaging me about the podcast. It's great. Really great. Uh, you are saying that I am an amazing person. Well, of course I am. In fact, I am the most amazing person you could ever see on this planet. I am so amazing that in order to prove the point that I am amazing, I even broke the grammatical rules of using the, the adjective amazing in the superlative form, even though this is a strong adjective. Would you believe it? <clears throat> anyway, I think I got... Um, I got carried away a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you're a big fan of lab. Well, we have some things in common. So, you're a literature teacher, are you? Well, that's that's certainly interesting. That is that is really nice. Um, and you're saying that you've been using italki and you, you tell me your personal story. So, it's it's an interesting thing to do, this language exchange, isn't it? It's a, it's a great tactical move I would say even if you if you do language exchange and that's what I think you've done I mean I'm it's it's implied in what you're saying that this is a language exchange and I think it can be very effective you can find a friend so there is no no sort of like you know power problem because the teacher is not at the same level as the student you know you can still become friends with your students but it's a little bit hard you know I mean it's not hard but often if you once you become a friend with your teacher uh, your teacher is not able to teach you as effectively as before and you might be thinking Zdenek this is not right but I, I beg to differ I just think this is what happens I have done it with some students of mine in the past and it's just different okay I think it's it's important this authority which comes from your profession is kind of important I do I really do but at the same time, I like becoming friends with my students, so I sometimes just go for it. If I feel like this is this is the right thing to do, I, I become friends with my student. I, I don't think it's it's wrong. So, okay. So this was Kasia from Poland. Thank you very much for your email. And we have got two more emails to go through. This episode is going to be really long. I might have to divide it into two parts. We will see. So this one is from Jenny from Taiwan. Hi, Zdenek. My name is Jenny. I come from Taiwan and I am one of the fans of Luke's. I have been listening to Luke's English podcast for a few years. However, I'm not a loyal fan. Feeling ashamed. I listen to it on and off, to be honest. I just listened to the podcast today and I discovered you. I really love your story and it inspired me a lot. I think you're very brave in terms of pursuing what you love. I'm 26 years old and I have big dreams. One of my dreams is to work in America. Yet I'm actually afraid to step out and make this happen. I think one of the biggest factors is my family. As Chinese, I value my family a lot, but they are also limiting me at the same time. For example, my mom would never want me to go abroad. 
It was really inspiring when I learned that you went to the UK without knowing what was going to happen. Sometimes I wish I could just go without worrying about anything. I'm now working as a technical writer. Honestly, I do not really enjoy it since it rarely provides me with any chance to speak English. After listening to you, I kind of feel like escaping from the country like you. I'm just writing to let you know that your experiences are absolutely precious. Thank you so much for sharing them. I became your fan as well. I will be following your podcast. Best, Jenny. Again, what an amazing message. Okay? I don't want this to sound pretentious, guys, when I say amazing, but there is a reason I'm reading out these emails. Because I think these, these emails, they have so much in it. It's just, they are so powerful. These are real people with real stories, real problems or ambitions or, you know, and it's kind of, it strikes a chord with me, basically. So she seems to be a long-term listener of the Next English Podcast, but a not a loyal fan of Luke's English Podcast? What's going on? Has the world gone completely mad? Hmm, I don't know. But uh, you're saying that I'm brave in terms of pursuing what I love? Yeah, I guess when it comes to English, yeah, but you know, um, sometimes I make things complicated for myself too. Sometimes I overthink it and sometimes it takes me a long time to make a decision. <sighs> I think we all have our demons and problems and things we have to deal with. And believe me, believe me, I am one of those people. <laughs> so, um... Without knowing what's going to happen, you went to England. That's what she was saying. Well, yes, I did. I was a bit foolhardy at the time, I guess. But when you are that young, you know, you just do such things. It's I think it's normal for that age. I was about 20, wasn't I? I think I was 20, yeah, 20 or 21. Also, um, I tend to make big decisions when things go wrong for me and... At the time I was at the university, I was studying economics and uh, I got into this mode that I have nothing to lose, you know. And when I'm in that mode, big things can happen for me because I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it. But once I'm in a comfort zone and once I'm uh, fairly comfortable with my life, then it's dangerous because I may end up getting stuck in a stereotype, stuck in a rut. You know, that, that should not ever happen. Because once you're stuck in your stereotype, that's when you stop progressing. At least this is what I think. So it would definitely broaden your horizons if you manage to go to America. And I'm sure you can do it, you know. Fingers crossed. Uh, just the, this email proves it. You know, like you are aware of it. You talk about it. You even write an email to your podcaster about it. I think that has to mean something. And I understand your situation with your family as well. But then again, you're 26. So, you know, I think you're old enough to make your own decision. And I think in the end, your family would understand whatever you did because they love you and they, you are their child. So, and I know sometimes we have this voice in our head that tell you, you can't do it. You won't be able to do it. Just don't listen to this voice, you know, just try to ignore it. It will always be there at the back of your head because, you know, it's just, I think it's some self-preservation thing or something. I don't know. Imagine we didn't have that voice. Then everybody would just take, take risks and people would, you know, just make 
rash decisions and so on. So I think it's good to have a voice like that, just to keep us on the ground a little bit. But at the same time, if we listen to it too much, we'll never achieve anything. So, you know, just just do it. Just do it. Okay? Even if it doesn't, you, you have to think of some contingency plans. If it doesn't go well, well, at least you tried. You know, at least you will not have the remorse or the regret of not trying. Again, I've been there. The, the worst thing you can do is not trying. Okay? If you don't try, if you do nothing for it, once you have the opportunity, you will you can only regret it. Okay, it's 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 worse not to try than it is to fail, I believe. Okay, so my point was that sometimes when things go wrong for me, that that's the time when I sort of like you know punch the table or something, and um, I say fuck it, let's do this. Like those moments, like when. You lose your job or your girlfriend leaves you or, you know, I don't know. My story was that I was at the University of Economics. I didn't really like it. I was not doing well because of not liking it. I think it was the main reason. So I basically came to a realization that it was not cut out for me and I should just go. And then I went. I wouldn't have gone to England if I hadn't gone through that uh, period of life when I wasn't happy at the university. It's just... One thing leads to another. It's like causality or what is it called, you know? One action triggers another. So maybe you have to wait for a moment when you're at your low, you know? When you, when you have a rough patch and then you just do it. Sometimes this is how it works. And it, this is how it works in my own life. Okay, so the last email I received is from Olga and it is a long email. It's an email that fits an entire page, A4 format. So I'm going to go through this one. I'm going to read it first and then I'll respond as well. This email comes from Olga and I presume she is from a Russian speaking country. I don't think she mentioned uh, the country of origin, but anyway, it's a, it's a nice email. Hello, Zdenek. I've been listening to your podcast and I want to say what a great job you've been doing. I'm not a regular listener, but I happened to hear your interview with Luke in July 2014. And now I found your interview with him dated 2017, episodes 166 to 170. And I have to say, I am highly impressed. You've made immense progress. Back in 2014, you sounded accented, still good. But I didn't see the point of listening to the podcast of a non-native speaker when the internet literally teems with authentic English materials. But in 2017, you are fluent. And I am all but... I don't really understand what she means here. I think there must have been like one word omission or something. But basically she's saying that she cannot distinguish my, pot my accent from Luke's. Hmm. It's so impressive. The amount of work you must have done is amazing. And now I'm interested to hear more. Maybe I should listen to you regularly after all. Also, your grammar review episodes are highly useful. You highlight some grammar points uh, the native speakers might overlook, thinking that it goes without saying. However, you were quite critical of yourself in those post-production language analysis episodes, saying you were still working on your English constantly, finding flaws and trying to improve. And I thought it might come in handy 
If I shared some observations, I noticed some minor flaws in your pronunciation too. Please don't interpret it as criticism. As a whole, your English is great. It is certainly much better than mine. But maybe I could offer you the benefit of a fresh pair of eyes. I mean, ears. For example, I couldn't help noticing that although in most cases you pronounce ing endings as native speakers do, the nasal sounding m mm, sometimes, uh, sometimes you say g at the end very clearly with a strong aspiration at the end. Like in episodes 169 at minute 3 when you said you might be thinking and then uh, later why are you revealing and in episodes 169 uh, minute 43 something or in episode 170 trying or in episode 170 enjoying and so on. Another feature that marks you out as a non-native is that sometimes you clearly say O instead of neutral unaccented vowel. For example, you pronounce collocation in the episode 169, um, correcting in a way that it is clear that the vowel sound is O and not A or U or E. While it should remain unclear and undistinguishable as far as I know, we should be able to identify the letter that stands for the schwa sound. The same goes for connected speech at minute 15, episode 169, where you emphasize the vowel O in the first syllable. Or the word accuracy in episode 170, minute 43, you said and then repeated it with the accent on the second syllable, while the accent here should fall on the first syllable. Uh, yeah, I think you mean stress. Again, don't take this personally. You're doing a great job. Your vocabulary is really vast and your grammar is nearly perfect. But it is interesting to notice from time to time how your first language wants to come out and once in a while it manages to do so. And then a foreign sounding phrase or a word breaks up the stream of completely fluent speech, a fleeting impression, a tiny fraction of your own accent and not always Am I able to put my finger on it? I just feel something slightly unnatural. Like in episodes 169 at minute 5, you said, in my opinion, I couldn't explain what was wrong, but it sounded foreign. Something with the intonation, I suppose. Perhaps being a teacher, you can identify the aspects of your pronunciation better than I do. And I'm sorry if my feedback is not very helpful. I only wanted to share my impression. Thank you for your podcast. Keep it up. I admire your approach, relentlessness and results. Good luck. Yours, Olga. Wow, what a great email, Olga. I love this email because you're brutally honest with me. You are respectful. You're nice. You're praising my podcast, but also you're kind of sending me some feedback on my language. And to be honest, you never get enough of that. You never do. Um... You know, I'm definitely not offended that you did that. I'm, I'm, I am very happy to share it here with everybody else as well. And the things you are saying are true. And I'm, I'm even aware of them. Like, I'm aware that I, I from time to time pronounce ink instead of ink. Like, speaking, listening, talking. Sometimes I say speaking, talking. It's just the way it is. It might be because of uh, the influence from my students. I don't know, but... I would like to think that I don't do this as often as it might seem. 
Um, anyway, um, you're saying that I've made immense progress. Thank you. I, I guess I have. Um, I, I think I have to agree with you on that, especially if I listen back to the original episodes, to the first episodes. I think uh, there's a lot of improvement, especially when it comes to the actual delivery. Not as much with the language, but the delivery itself, the way I speak to the listeners, which is ultimately the most important thing. Because as a podcaster, you need to be able to keep attention of your listeners. You have to speak in an engaging way. You know, you have to make it happen somehow. So I believe I have made some progress in this. Um, when you said that you can't distinguish my accent from Luke's, uh, I don't know what to say. I think uh, no comment. Uh, perhaps I, I'm missing a word here or something, but uh, I don't think you really mean this. I mean, it's very nice to hear that, but come on, that doesn't make any sense. Um, okay, um, what else, what else, what else? You said that my English is certainly much better than yours. Well, to be honest, yours is not bad either. There's just a few grammatical errors or missing words here and there, but it's something I would make mistakes in myself, to be honest, especially in, in such a long email as this is. So your English is very high level, obviously, and possibly C1, I think. This is just the writing, of course. So if I, if I could um, evaluate, if I could assess your writing, I would give you C1 level for what you wrote to me. Um, but obviously I don't mind you criticizing me. I'm not interpreting it as criticism, as you're saying, especially if you phrase it so nicely. And I have already mentioned, I have already gave you my answer to that ING problem. Also, you are saying that I pronounce collocation. Um, uh, Yes, you're absolutely right. I think it should be pronounced col collocation, collocation. Yeah, so there are two schwa sounds instead of collocation. It's collocation. Yeah, I agree with you. And you say you say that I have pronounced the word correcting instead of correcting. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. I think I um, I have sinned. Yeah, I am with you on that one as well. Um, you know, schwa sound does not really exist in Czech language, so it might be a little bit hard for me to pronounce it sometimes. Um, but I know this schwa sound is the most common vowel. It's the most common sound in English, and it's the uh sound. Speaking of which, what did you think of the glottal stop episode? I didn't really receive much feedback about this episode, and I, I had really a lot of fun preparing that episode and recording it. So I, I hope you liked it. Um, since you seem to be such a pronunciation geek, Olga, I hope I hope you liked it yourself. Uh, I didn't mean it uh, in a bad way, by the way. Uh, once again, I'm really happy that you are pointing out these uh, mistakes to me. I think most of them are mistakes, not errors. You know what's the difference between a mistake and an error? Basically, the difference is that a mistake is just a slip of tongue that a student could make, whereas... Uh, an error is a fossilized mistake, you know. So, for example, that problem I had with accuracy uh, that you mentioned, that used to be a fossilized error, actually. These days, I, I know how to pronounce that word, and I, most, I would mostly pronounce it correctly. Uh, but sometimes I digress, 
uh, so, so, not not digress. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sometimes I um, fuck uh, relapse. Sorry, relapse. And sorry for uh, for swearing. Excuse my French. Um, yeah, sometimes I um, relapse. Yeah, it happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us, doesn't it? I think it does. So accuracy, correcting, collocation. I hope it's it's uh, pronounced better now. I'll try to work on it. You know, it's actually it's actually really nice that you're giving me feedback on my pronunciation. Most people just don't do it. You know, because it's it's kind of awkward. You don't wanna you know you don't wanna insult the person, especially if you know them very well. So, for example, I would never, ever dare to correct my colleagues' mistakes. Even though I know about them, I'm aware of them. Unless these, these colleagues were, like, super good friends of mine, which usually is not the case. Well, then, to be honest, it's, it's you know, you're on a dangerous ground. You don't want to antagonize your colleagues. So I never, ever tell them. Uh, if they make mistakes in something, and believe me, they do that. It's just natural thing to do. Just as I, just as I make those mistakes. And thank you for telling me. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't take it personally at all. I take it as an opportunity to learn something. Yeah. So a very interesting email indeed. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this language feedback, Olga. It's always nice. To receive an email like that especially if it's done in a respectful way like this one right guys I've come to an end I have managed to cover all 10 emails slash messages and I am exhausted I know some editing will have to be done after this episode because I know I made a few uh, mistakes and I will have to edit a few things out I hope this episode was interesting for you and I hope um, you keep sending me emails and messages because there is nothing that can encourage me uh, to record more podcast episodes than this. Well, actually, there is one thing and that's obviously if you become a patron of the Next English Podcast. But uh, to be honest, the emails are very nice as well. So please keep sending them. I will always answer. Okay? So... That's it. That's all I have to say for this 250th episode. Quite possibly one of the longest episodes I've ever recorded, if not the longest. So once again, thanks a lot for listening and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.